I have I have an excellent little end of the year holiday GitHub account for you to look at. Are we featured on that one? No, no, this is a good one. Oh, okay. Another quality uh, list that we're not on. That's that's great. <laughs> it's on GitHub. We can add ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we can. We can open a pull right. request, can't we? All right, go ahead. Let's, what is it? Let's see. Who, let's see if we actually get around to that. Hey there, this is Eric Van Johnson, and you're listening to PHP Ugly episode 42, recorded December 22nd, 2016. In this episode, Thomas and I talk about Laravel renaming Elixir, PHP Tech 2017 call for papers coming to an end, delete your log files before it's too late, ViewConf, Software Developer Podcast Awards, Awesome PHP, and much, much more. So let's get started. Okay, December 22nd, it's getting close, very close. No, not Christmas, but the 42nd episode of PHP Ugly is now. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Eric. I, I came up with all that right here on the spot. That was impressive. Did, are you, you checking, write for TV. Are you checking your naughty list? No need to. All three kids are on it. <laughs> Christmas is upon us. This is the uh, last time we're going to talk. Look, I, I'm even getting classy. I got a, got a little wine today. Is that out of your your official Diego Dev bottle of wine? My, if it, You mean this official Diego Dev bottle of wine, which our podcast listeners cannot see, but I will explain in great detail a bottle of wine etched with my company's logo on it? Would it be that bottle of wine? No, I wouldn't open that bottle. That would be the one. That beautiful bottle of wine. Have you opened your bottle of wine yet? I have not. I'm not going to open mine until we move. I think that's going to be the uh, we've landed <laughs> celebration bottle of wine. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, we had our company's end of year gathering. Thomas Wrightout was a participant. So he got a uh, bottle of Diego Dev wine. And the. Uh, yeah, I mostly spent my time talking with uh, a former employee about Rocket League. Stop! See, stop! I, I didn't. I didn't enjoy myself. Why? Both you guys, man, I'm telling you, still a sore point. A little bit, but uh, it was a good time. We we had a little dinner at Ballast Point, which is a pretty popular brewery here in San Diego, and I guess around the country. Ballast Point is getting really have a name for themselves in the beer industry. Well, yeah, they got bought for a significant like sum of a money. A gazillion dollars, I know. So it was a good dinner. It was nice to have everybody. It's funny because we have visibility to it, obviously, because we run the company. It's our company. And, and we know all the projects that are happening and the projects that are coming down the pipeline and the people we're working with and who's working on what. But it does have a tendency to silo a little bit where people on one project really don't have any exposure to the people on another project. And we try to break down those barriers as much as we can 
you know, you, you participate in our Slack channel where everybody's constantly talking to everyone, but we don't, it's, it's not very often we are able to all get together with our significant others, our spouses, uh, all in one room. So that was nice. I mean, we, we do our little pregame. We get a pretty good representation at the pregame, but it was fun to see everybody and their wives and husbands and it was fun. Yeah, it was it was really nice to meet everybody and uh yeah. Definitely definitely a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, I enjoyed it. I'm hoping to do it again next year. Hopefully we're still in business. <laughs> we'll see if I'll be around. Oh no, Maybe you we'll, won't be. We'll just You'll be in Colorado. Somebody so we did have one remote employee. We did offer to uh bring him down to San Diego, but he uh, declined. He was doing, his family was doing a bunch of traveling and uh, he just didn't want to burden them with another trip. So he, he opted not to join us, but somebody had the idea of, well, you guys are tech guys. You should have had a laptop set up with uh, a stream of him and stream the party to him. Yeah. Just show him what he's, show him what he's missing. Rub his nose right in it. No, he got everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't get the dinner, but yeah, he we sent him a care package, so he was pretty happy. He he received his care package today. Oh, it was a good time. Had a good time. Yeah. You feel? Are you feeling that holiday wind down where your day is just as like half as productive as you feel like it should be? No, we are so slammed at work right now. It's not even funny. And you mentioned earlier we had a key and person leave our company who carried a fairly large workload with him. And um, we have clients where their clients wind down now. So they spin up and they try to get a bunch of things accomplished Why their clients are winding down for the holidays. So we are actually slammed mm. and I I'm kind of looking forward to maybe taking a day or two of just doing nothing. And um, let's see, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can find a couple days next week to do that. I'm going to be traveling out to Arizona myself to spend the holiday with my, my family out there. But uh, it's, it's been a tough couple of weeks. We, we've got our plate full. It's good. I mean, definitely good when you're in the consulting world. The more things on your to-do list, the better you feel and feeling pretty good, but need to need to try to get a few things done. How about you guys? Now you've got a full-time job. Are you guys slowing down at all? Yeah. You know, I think uh, around this time, everyone's taking time off left and right. It's hard to get the whole team on the same page. So I think it just naturally slows down a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking some extra, extra days off. That's good. That's good. Yep. Yeah. I'm hoping, I don't know. We'll see how things are going. We're working on a couple new contracts We're we're getting a few agreements signed. Um, I'm hoping to grow. I'm hoping we grow a little bit early next year. I, I think we have enough work to probably justify, another consultant, another contractor, but I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's really a dollars and cents thing. You know, it's just, it gets, yeah. it gets, it gets to be a challenge. 
I uh I spent some sense today. Man. What'd you buy? I tell you what. I um I I bought my uh, Laricon US ticket some time back. But because the year is coming to an end, I wanted to get my travel uh stuff paid for and get it off our company books, you know, pay for it with through the company and uh you know the more i can write off in taxes the better so i wanted to get that done this year so i bought my plane ticket and did my hotel man oh <laughs> they probably got a good deal right oh, gee man the conference is going to be the cheapest part of this trip i tell you it's <laughs> insane it's insane but uh but i'm all i'm all paid off here i've got everything everything lined up the wife is coming with me which i'm kind of excited about She's going to come out and spend a couple days with me in New York. So it should be a good, uh, good trip. I'm looking forward to it. It's still quite, quite a, a, quite a ways off though. It's not until July. I mean, you heard a lot of good things about New York. About, oh, about New York. I was going to say, you've been to Laricon. You know, it's at Laricon. Yeah. Yeah. She's not, she's not attending though. She's going to be doing her own thing. No, oh, yeah, yeah, she won't be going to Laracon. She doesn't love me that much. <laughs> there's another con coming up. There is another con. Another con. Well, oh, well, almost. There's a couple cons coming up, right? Uh, PHP Tech is coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, PHP Tech is the the conference sponsored by PHP Arc, the magazine. Yeah. I would say if you were to go to one general PHP conference, PHP Tech would be I'd definitely be a good one to go to. Uh, some great talks. It's a it's a large conference for for a PHP that doesn't have like a company backing like Symphony or Zen. It's a pretty. It's a. I think it's touted as a community conference, but I'm not. I'm not positive about that. I've been to one. PHP Tech. <clears throat> it's it's touted as the premier PHP conference and annual homecoming for the PHP community. There you go. That works for me. I'm good with that. Now you know our our very own John Congdon has spoken at PHP Tech in the past. Yeah, their standards have actually gotten much better. <laughs> yes, I think I think he's uh, filing some more papers this year under a uh, alias. So uh yeah. for those those well, that read the, the papers, look for Stephen King. And uh the uh the call for speakers is out now and the conference itself is going to be in Atlanta on May twenty fourth through twenty sixth. So now, Tom, you know Atlanta is where the players play. Is it? Yeah, yeah that's is that, what a, the, is that a baseball thing? No, that's a rap song. Yeah. Ah. But yeah, that's what I hear. It's a, a hip hop thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But those call for papers, you you got to get them in soon. Yep, and uh, yeah, you know it's 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 not a bad deal. You get a free conference ticket, free flight, and uh, three nights for speakers. Yeah, they have a pretty good speaker packet if uh, package if they accept you. But you need to get your your proposal in by what is it thirtieth? Uh, you know, I'm yes, not. it's the thirtieth. Yeah, I thought I thought you were I thought you were reading it. <laughs> you, yeah, no, it's closing tabs right as you cued me into a tab <laughs> that I had just closed. Yeah, no, it, it's the thirtieth. Uh, you've got to have your your papers in. 
and then they kind of go through them all. I know they get a ton of proposals. I I don't submit. I I did for there was like a year. John got me kind of amped up about it, and I think I submitted to every PHP conference, every small community conference, every conference here in the northern U.S. And I just got shut down by all of them. <laughs> so well, now, actually, like, there there is a pretty big conference this year starring you, huh? Uh, Evan, you, <laughs> the creator of <laughs> Vue.js. Vue, Vue.js. Yes. You you just led right into that. I'm the I'm I am the don't, greatest. Don't worry if I was like trying to wrap up a joke and not back into that other one or anything. Nope. It's perfectly no, my joke fine. took precedence. Obviously, ViewConf in glorious Portland. No, not quite. Or Poland. Not even Pol- yeah. Not even Portland. It's Poland. That's not even <laughs> yeah, in this in, country. In Rocklaw, Poland. The, Say the that again. First ViewConf. Rocklaw. 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 That sounds like you're speaking Klingon. Yeah, yeah. It's you got to ergle the goggle. Poland? Why Poland? Isn't isn't he uh, here in the U.S.? Why are they doing Evan? You? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know he worked uh, worked at Google for a while. Not that Google isn't global, but I always just kind of assumed he was here in the U.S. And I still kind of assume that. Yeah, that's it's, it's just uh, Poland. Wow, for your first view of it's an interesting call, interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the first official ViewConf, but uh, it's all not said and done yet, right? They're still kind of putting everything yeah, together. Yeah, we don't have solid dates yet. Uh, it's just set for summer of 2017. They they do have a, a list of four speakers at this point, uh, but they are putting out their I guess, call for speakers uh, as well. Evan View, yeah, Evan Evan View, Jacob Schatz, Sarah Drasner, and Blake Newman. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make this one. Although I wouldn't mind going to to Poland or or, or Portland. Rock Rocklaw. 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 Yeah, it's a classic yeah. Klingon dish of live mealworms. <laughs> Everybody's in the conference gig. I think it's. I think it just goes to show you the growth that we've seen in in view over the last couple of years. Makes complete sense to me. Well, yeah, thanks a lot to Laravel too. I mean, boy, they it's it's getting pushed hard. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big push. Um, some changes happening with Laravel. Laravel uh 5.4, Taylor sent out a tweet saying that they're thinking of renaming Laravel Elixir and was kind of asking people's opinions and what they'd like to if they had any recommendations of a new name. Yeah, and I, I like what they've settled on here too. Oh, do they actually settle? They settled on a new name? Yeah, so Taylor Taylor tweeted out that they were thinking about renaming Elixir, and naturally people's first you know question was why? Uh well Jeffrey Way comes out and and says because this version is built on Webpack rather than Gulp, so it changes the plugin ecosystem and needs its own name. So makes sense, I guess. So not not too much longer later, I mean, a surprisingly short period of time later, uh, Taylor tweets out the logo for Laravel Mix. Everything's got to have a logo. 
Laravel Mix. It's, it's so Laravel Elixir is now Laravel Mix. Yeah, and it's dropping Gulp, which I for one am okay with. Not a huge fan of Gulp. Yeah. Well, it's it it hadn't already dropped Gulp, right? It was still using. Yeah, it's the, still the... Elixir is still using Gulp, and, and as long as you're using anything branded as Elixir, it will use Gulp. Um, but moving forward, development is going to focus on Webpack, which will be named Mix. Okay, not that big of a deal. It doesn't sound like. Yeah, not too big. If you're a normal Elixir user, uh, you're not going to notice a whole lot of changes. It's still going to look the same. Still going to act the same. Still going to work essentially the same. You know, if you're if you're in the deep dive, then things will start changing. But for most people, you're not going to see a whole lot of difference. Hmm. Guess what time of year it is? It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Which means it is the Dele- the Developer Podcast Awards time of year, apparently. Which I didn't now, even know was a thing. Yeah, see, if I if I had known about this, my feelings would have been hurt. What? It's clearly a, 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 a very good list. I mean, they, they have some pretty high standards because, you know, we're not on it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh it was nice yeah. to get it was nice to get that tweet though from a uh loyal listener saying that dude, if we weren't it, on, if we weren't on the list he wasn't voting at all. Dude, I am I, I we were just talking about it last week. We need to get some PHP ugly stickers, some swag. Whatever we get moving forward, this guy gets something. Like whatever swag we do, we automatically send this guy it, uh, a piece of it. I don't care what it is. It'd be a sure fan fan number one. I think so. I think he's earned that title. Super fan one. Even if he's not a super fan, he could have even been saying that like, like being a smart ass. I don't care. He's still my favorite fan. (laughs) Yeah. The up for the best PHP podcast is dev hell lately in PHP, the PHP round table, that podcast with Bo and Dave. And three devs and a maybe. All of those, well, with the exception of the lately in PHP, I don't listen to that one. But all all those are really good podcasts. Three devs and a maybe is is probably on that list. Is probably bubbled up to be one of my favorites. Uh, that podcast really good. Roundtable is good. Uh, Dev Hell, obviously, they're like you know they've they've been doing this for a while. There's quite a few absent from this list uh some real up-and-coming podcasts that i think they missed that I, I i mentioned it almost on every show north meets south uh is a great podcast uh lara chat what those guys are doing over uh lara lara chat live um as you know they're they're doing a lot over there oddly enough when I looked at this, I noticed none of the Laravel podcasts were under the PHP podcast. All the Laravel podcasts are actually down under uh, general, I think it's the general interest. No? Best no. miscellaneous language podcast. Miscellaneous language podcast. So I think that might have been a little mis uh, category. They could have probably put that under PHP, but they did not. So all the Laravel podcasts are down there. Yeah, now we were smart and we uh, kept the word Laravel out of our podcast to make it clear that we were not just a Laravel well, podcast. To, to be fair, there was 
that order from the lawyer asking us. Yeah, not to put no, that is. There. Yeah, that's true. Taylor it was very out, polite yeah. to send us the notice. <laughs> yeah, could it could have just gone straight for the lawsuit? Just went for the DMCA takedown instead. Yeah, that was nice of him. Yeah, no, it's it's good call though. I wouldn't want my name associated with his work, anyways. If I were <laughs> him, if I were in his shoes, that's oh. you, you want to keep me away from you. Uh, I'm I'm confused. Are we spiraling? I think so. So go vote for your favorite podcast, man. Just look at this list. Did you realize there are so many podcasts out there? Yeah, it seems like we're we're in a saturated market here. Really? I mean, it's just like, it seems like any knucklehead with a mic and an internet connection can do a podcast. Yeah, best JavaScript and web podcast looks like the biggest category here. That is, uh, oh, wow, no, best general interest podcast. That is enormous. Well, that's just a catch-all. Developer a catch on Fire, Developer T, Eat Sleep Code, 5-Minute Geek, Lost Weekly. Yeah. Full stack so, radio. Did we talk about um did we talk about last week about PHP podcast blog? Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Cal Evans. Yeah. Yeah, if if you're a PHP developer and you're looking for good PHP podcasts to listen to, Cal Evans keeps the PHP podcast blog. Uh which he curates a bunch of different PHP podcasts in there. It's kind of a Features only the best. Well, and we're on there too, so you know. And us, and us, yeah. yeah. Right, we're not featured. We're we're alongside. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We get, you gotta get well, somebody to kind of bring up the rear. I have I have an excellent little end of the year holiday GitHub account for you to look at. Are we featured on that one? No, no. This is a good one. Oh, okay. Another quality uh, list that we're not on. That's that's great. <laughs> it's on GitHub. We can add ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We can. We can open a pull right. request, can't we? All right. Go ahead. Let's, what is it? Let's see. Who, let's see if we actually get around to that. <laughs> awesome PHP. So this is this is a GitHub account that has a repo that is just a list of. PHP packages, short descriptions, grouped up by category, and man, this thing is great. Not just packages, though. Not but just yeah. packages. I mean, full libraries, micro libraries, frameworks, Pod- micro frameworks, podcasts. Not ours, though. Uh, <laughs> no. Like I said, it's a good list. It's, it's a well-trimmed list. But, uh, you know, libraries for... Uh, managing testing and continuous integration, libraries for documentation and security. You know, it's it's really a go-to spot to to see a hand-picked list of tools. Packages can be a little hard to surf through in a short format. So I, I really enjoy this repository, and I've I've just been going through it and learning everything that I can learn from it, getting all the tools I can just steal. Yeah. Lots of really good resources on here. Super, super long list. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a great catch there. That that'll be in our show notes for sure. That's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, I've really, I've really enjoyed this and that's 
you know, part of the end of the year wrap up, part of the, you know, I don't think we're going to have another podcast this year, are we? There's another Thursday. Is the, oh, the yeah. no? Okay. Is there... No, no, you're right. You're right. Our end yeah. of the year bash. Well, you know what? What's up? There's, there's another Thursday, but there isn't another Monday. So we won't be releasing this year. So this is our last podcast of the year. Good call. Woo, 2017. I don't think anybody cares. Yeah. Woohoo! All right. John, how you doing there? John, John is in his uh, soundproof booth. The button. You got to press the button, John. God damn, <laughs> we had it working last week. John, the button. Hit the button. You know, what do I want to do here? What is this? You uh, you sneaked one on here. I did. I snuck I snuck a, a, to- a topic on here for us. What is it? PHP unit, Codeception, Selenium. The pains in my ass. Now, is this you or is this an actual link? This, this is, is you. This is, this is, this you is just... me having just the worst week. I can't. I can't link to this in the show notes. Go ahead. What's wrong? Have you ever Have you ever installed Selenium and run acceptance testing? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I enjoyed Selenium. I mean, pretty this simple is, to this use. This is my This is my nightmare. What is that? So, you know, I'm I'm used to Laravel's testing, which is uses the PHP browser. It mm-hmm. fetches the page and parses it, and you can sort of ask it for things that it's parsed. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, JavaScript support is just nil. You know, you can't render the page, really. You can just scrape the, the source code. And my latest endeavor is almost entirely JavaScript rendered. Okay. So I've had to get Selenium going uh, on my Linux machine, which... It just seems unnecessarily complicated. It, isn't, it, isn't it just a plugin? It's a, a JavaScript jar and then a PHP unit plugin, but the plugin just adds webhook support. It doesn't mm-hmm. add a whole lot that acceptance testing actually needs. So I'd say after after a day and a half of messing with PHP unit and Selenium together, I've completely abandoned it and moved on <laughs> to Codeception. Codeception is a great tool. I've used that in the past as well. Yep, Codeception, which is built on top of PHP Unit, so it mm-hmm. adds a lot of the feature set. Now, the thing about all this 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 acceptance testing stuff that you see, like Behat and Codeception, is they they want to create this natural language flow mm-hmm. of things. Right. So I am on this page. I am going to this page. I am doing this. I can I see this. Input. I click this. Yeah. Right. And and that's caused me way more trouble than it's actually helped me with. You know, because I when I want to do something that there isn't instantly a helper for, then I don't know how to do it. I don't know what methods I should call or if this method needs to be chained so that it's pointing at the right place. You know, with PHP unit, I needed to see if the if there was text in one of the elements out of a list of elements. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to get the list of elements, then you have to for each loop over it, then you have to grab the element text, and then you have to see if it matches. But you can't just return true there because you're not in a closure. And if you so it's it turns into this whole thing where you have to write your own for something that already exists in the Laravel testing suite, doesn't exist in PHP unit, does exist in Codeception, doesn't exist in Behat. It just, 
it, it's it was amazing to me that for everything that Laravel did and just walked you through and does it for you, there wasn't something similar for Selenium. There wasn't something that used webhooks to do all of the case studies. Yeah. Have you, uh, did you get your boss to buy you Adam Weathen's, uh testing series, TDD? Uh, it, it's on the shopping list. Yeah. I think, he I, might, I, I think he might be mad at me. I, I said that because, uh, well, I can assure you, his relationship with you is like the hawk. It's not like he might be mad at you. He's always mad at you. It's just boss hog. No, the hawk, man. The, the hawk, the, the, the from hawk? the, the from the Avengers, the Hulk. He goes. My secret is, I'm always mad. Oh, He's, the Hulk. The Hulk. The Hulk. The Hulk. The, the, the green hawk? guy. The Hulk. Where's the a hawk? hawk? You're a Hulk. That uh, that wine's making you slip into an accent. All right. That 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 <laughs> that didn't work. That's a lot. Maybe that's my problem. I actually need a little bit more wine. Cause I'm listening to you whine. <laughs> The wine helps the whining. <laughs> I'm going to have to screen cap that one. I got this. You relax. You don't need to screen capture anything. This is on YouTube. Yeah, so I've been trying to do acceptance testing. Oh, I've been banging right. my head against the wall. The, the whole reason I was going down that uh, going down that path. Don't interrupt me when I'm interrupting you. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I'm pretty sure there's uh, Adam Wathen, uh addresses the whole testing uh javascript that's why i asked so you haven't mute point i haven't gotten to that part of the the lessons yet so i don't really know please tom continue no wait vape one time first and now continue you don't like it when i'm drunk and you're sober do you i don't like it when anyone's drunk and i'm sober drives me crazy okay my, so, my yes. wife, my wife came home the other day from hanging out at an office party. Just walks in the room while I'm working, goes, "Hey, sexy, what are you working on?" Which is kind of odd because your wife doesn't work in an office, so she just like wanders. She works in a school. She wanders these office buildings trying to see who's having a party and just hangs out there. No, it was <laughs> it was a teacher's it was a teacher's office party. Which, oh, man, if you know anything about teachers, that is unhinged. Yeah, those guys get hammered. Yeah. Yeah. So you're testing. So, yeah. are, were, you, were you done with I'm that? I'm testing. Uh, we're, 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 yeah, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been thoroughly disturbed. No, I just, the thing I've been working on all week is is acceptance testing. And boy, it's just, it's just a pain in the ass. I, I really wish there was a better solution out there. You know how uh, you check when a form is submitted? You, you use the sleep command. To wait until the form re-renders. Oh, I got boy. it. Just, it's awful. You know, if I submit a form and it and it takes longer than the two seconds I gave it to sleep, then it's a failed test because it tries to read a page that's not loaded. There's no communication between what the browser's doing and what's rendered on the screen. And please, somebody, please write a plugin or something that communicates to a test helper so that I can know that Ajax has loaded or that I can know that something has occurred because it's right now acceptance testing as great as Selenium is. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare doing acceptance testing. Difficult to accept. Acceptance it really testing. is. 
You seem so disappointed in me, Thomas. I'm sorry. I'm disappointed in the world. You you've got me during a dis, a disappointment soapbox session. I'm well, disappointed in in unit you're, testing. You're going to be happy then, because you, you know it must be the end of the year. Because I actually added a doom and gloom. I am ticket. excited. So you know something's going crazy. When it goes it, dark in your world, I've started to win. And I struggled to add this one because, as we've mentioned in the past, we try not to talk about politics. But this one was just like with everything going on with the new administration moving in. It's going to be hard not to talk about our industry and politics because it sounds like a lot's going to change really quick. And the EFF, they're actually publishing full-page ads in Wired encouraging IT groups to look at their retention policies on their log files, uh, make sure that they have HTTPS implemented, you know, try to lower their retention policy on log files as much as they can. There's a real concern that the new administration is going to try to implement laws that require ISPs to provide log files and do a lot of kind of things that we have been fighting against to in in the name of freedom on the internet. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a little concerning. What do, what do you think? Well, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that the tech industry in America leans left quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I like what they're doing. They're saying, delete your logs, encrypt your shit. Do do all the things to keep your customers safe. My problem is that the the tools that are going to be used in our hypothetical dystopian future are the tools that we've been warned exist and have been used against us as Americans for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Some of these tools much much older than a couple of years. You know, it, it was a matter of. We don't mind as long as it doesn't get into the wrong hands. But now that the political party that we didn't choose is the one that's in power, it's going to be in the wrong hands. And it was always in the wrong hands. These tools are privacy invading and should never have been in the hands of any government officials in the first place. The ability to track you uh, down to the, the centimeter on your daily jog is shocking for the american citizen to have to be worried about because that's the that's the nature of it you know that this delete your logs because the government can access them is a really naive statement because the government already has them it it should be delete your logs from now on it should be don't keep logs at all uh it should be when a request is made for metadata say no because, okay, so you know I work in the adult industry. I work on adult websites. Yeah, yeah. And it's adult website. Adult websites are one of the most uh, key providers of information that could be negatively used against people. I see. Uh-huh. Or, or misinterpreted me, at the very least. Yeah, sure. Misinterpreted. You know, uh, there have been examples in the past of politicians who had subscriptions onto gay 
uh, websites, gay dating sites. And when it gets disclosed, they have to say, well, I had a membership as a research project to understand the gay lifestyle. Nobody should ever be put in a situation where their absolute most personal information, such as their sexual orientations or proclivities, is disclosed at will to anyone who wants it. And that's what the system that's currently in place is. You know, when someone says it's only metadata, if you do or do not have a membership to an a, to a, a, a gay dating website, that's just metadata. Do you have a membership to Grinder? That's just metadata. Does it establish a large amount of fact about you? Yes, it does. It totally screws you over politically. It can screw you over at work, depending on which state you're in. You know, you can get fired from Hobbytown for having a subscription to the wrong website. That's insane to me. So my my perspective on this is, yes, the EFF is doing a good thing. Dear tech, delete your logs before it's too late. But tech needs to be doing this way before it's too late, and it is too late. We need to be working on removing the secret courts. We need to be working on deleting the metadata that the government has now that they're using against American citizens. We need to prevent local police from require, from acquiring cell phone skimming and, and tracking hardware that's intended for the military. I, I bet you didn't expect me to go on a rant with this one, did you? Oh, no, I totally expected you to go on a rant. I was actually <laughs> kind of counting on it, to be honest. Excellent. We'll fill this hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, the, yeah. The It's the odd because... Page, it's odd because, I mean, uh, of all the presidents, I guess Obama did it a little bit, but Trump was probably the first politician to really use social media to manipulate things, to manipulate. Uh, and he did it, I mean, in my opinion, did it so poorly. Like, you look at his social media stream, and I look at it, and I go, that's exactly why this guy shouldn't be elected. But it was that sort of behavior and that interaction is what got him elected. And with all that said, he's probably the least qualified to make decisions on things like net neutrality. I think any politician is the least qualified to make decisions about net neutrality. You know, and, and my, my issue with this, the, the full page ad has a, a big H2 header on it. Your threat model just changed. My concern is that people have been programming with politics in mind in the first place. Your threat model did not change. You are still the protector of your users. You need to you need to have been taking their civil liberties into account first because the the only person who has your best interest in mind is you. And as developers, as people as people who work with customers very private data we have to take a stand and say this is something that you guys can't touch now the eff has has put out you know what do you do you encrypt you delete so you scrub your logs uh reveal if you get a government request to monitor users or censor speech tell the world resist fight for users rights in court on capitol hill and beyond I, i'll go one further than that i would say advertise it I think that's what they were saying. Well, I would say, you know, you know, DuckDuckGo, the search engine. Uh huh. What is it about DuckDuckGo that makes it 
recognizable as a name. Well, the big thing is if you care about your privacy, that's supposed to be the search engine you use, right? Because they don't track you. They don't right. do any of that Google stuff to you. And that's the thing. I think every website who has a developer that con- is concerned about his user's privacy should have that same reputation. If you develop a website that's just for real estate listings, yeah, you should say this is a privacy, this, the, this is developed by a member of the privacy initiative or whatever. People need to know that they're safe. You know, if you're an abused wife and you're looking to move, that's why your searches on Zillow and apartments.com need to be secret. If you are doing anything that a spouse might not approve of or the government might not approve of, you deserve that secrecy to do that. It's not about whether or not you're doing something wrong. It's not about who's in charge of the government. You know, the President Trump is not going to be going through people's emails. This is not a new government we're looking at. This is just a new administration. But the people who are going to be working at the NSA are the same people. He's not electing the guys who had, what, Project Heartbreak, the NSA searching up girlfriends' private information through classified databases. You heard about that, right? No, that's a new one on me. Yeah, well, when Snowden was releasing his information and people started saying, well, these are professionals who are not going to misuse this information – yeah, he he disclosed that there were plenty of 20-something professionals who would research girlfriends and stars and things like that using their classified network of information to find out anything that they might not like. Mm. You know, and it's it's tragic that we've allowed data collection to go on to this scale not just at a corporate level with something like Google, but at a government level where anything you need to know, it's just right there. All you have to do is ask a secret court whose only purpose is to say yes. And boom. Yeah. So you agree? Delete your logs, huh? Don't write logs. (laughs) Don't write logs. It's really hard to to troubleshoot if you don't have some log. You know, I, I think... You know, I worked for a company once that had a mandate that you could not have an email past 30 days, that their mail server would delete any emails over 30 days old. I don't think that was so much to to protect themselves from the government as it was to protect themselves from emails being called in lawsuits. But Yeah, that or just a shitty exchange server. No, no. It was what I said. but uh i you know with with donald trump we're getting somebody who is honestly saying what he wants to do with the data that's available instead of somebody who's just not saying that the data is available and that they want to use it i i highly encourage people to ignore the political element of the of the message because the politics aren't any different than they ever have been. That's a good point. And, you know, the, the purpose of our electoral college is to prevent a despotic leader from taking charge if they've determined that Donald Trump is not that person 
then you have to understand it can get a lot worse than Donald Trump having access to your email. It can get to the point where a truly despotic person takes charge and has access to all of your personal information. So I, I, I think good on EFF, but it's too little and it's definitely too late. Wow. Deep words from the Thomas Wrightout on our last podcast of 2016 before, you know, last release podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> See, now, now I feel like we shouldn't do our next, uh, our next podcast until like the, like, uh, no, even if we wait until Sunday, it's still, uh, or Monday, it's still, uh, God damn it. What's that day uh, at the end of the week? Uh, Saturday. New Year's. Yeah, that's New Year's. I wonder if we should wait until Sunday and do our next podcast. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how uh, how hungover we are at that point. All right. I think uh, this is going to be a good spot to stop. Episode 42. A brisk podcast full of full of threats and warning. That's right. I hear kitty cat. Kitty cat wants to be my fed. Cats, yeah. My cats are hungry. They have a few things to say about the EFF. Well, besides all that, I do want to thank all of our listeners for uh, a fantastic year of our new podcast. We love your comments. We love reading from people all over the world who have, for some reason, tuned in to listen to us get drunk and ramble. Yes, we do. We enjoy it. I like seeing the numbers. I mean, we're constantly staying at about 100 uh, listens on SoundCloud. So it's it's kind of cool. I mean, I realize, you know, probably out of all those, you filter down to about two, three people. But yeah, you know, it's still two or three people, man. Yeah, thanks, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Thomas, I'm going to call this a show. All righty. You have go uh, go watch the very, best Christmas movie ever, Die a Hard. Very merry Christmas! Yes, Die Hard is like the Christmas movie this year. Everybody talks about Die Hard. As the so Christmas it's been movie. it's been the Christmas movie for many years for me. Which one is which one is your Christmas movie? Die Hard one. Yeah, of course. Uh, see, I'm Not a DC Plaza, guy. Baby, I'm a DC guy. I like the one where he uh, comes to uh, the airport, and that that was during Christmas as well. So that. That's always good time. Was that two or three? I can't remember. I think, two I think is it was the two. airport. Three is New York. Four is a travel. Okay, state. you're right. So two is two is the one that. Yeah, that's the one where he's at the airport. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Looking that's forward good. to Die Hard Five in 2017. Oh, dude, Blade Runner! Did you see the previews? Oh yes. Oh. <gasps> Ryan Gosling looking confused. So you already know he's a synth. Harrison Ford just just makes a living now reprising old characters where he comes out and points a gun. <laughs> That's all he does now. It's that interesting old, old because can point. You know the. I don't, I don't know how we want to spin off this ending, but the ending of the original Blade Runner left you with Harrison Ford not knowing if he was a replicant or not. Correct. And the trailer for the new one says, "Yes, he is a replicant." Oh, I Which totally missed a, that. Oh, it's a it's a bold statement for your trailer for your long awaited and possibly decried film. It, 
Oh, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, no, it's 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 stated pretty bluntly in the trailer that uh, he is a replicant being hunted down by Ryan Gosling. All right, spoiler. Hello, it's Maybe in the trailer. Not everybody's seen the trailer. Dang. <laughs> Dang. All right, that's it. I'm not. I'm cutting the show before you ruin Westworld for everybody. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it, Keep it ugly. ugly. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Have a nice year. Navida. Whatever you guys do this time of year. Bye. <laughs> you guys. Jeez. Y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly. And a special thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you are looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then you want to reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Links and show notes from this episode of PHP Ugly can be found at www.phpugly.com. You can follow our hosts on Twitter. You can also follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Play Podcast, or SoundCloud. If you like what you hear, then please leave us a rating on iTunes. Until next week, keep it ugly.